0: Hey, what's up? It's Da Huff. It's another episode of Da Huff Uncensored. I hope you're having a great day. Got a ton to get to today. But real quick, you know the routine. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, don't forget today's show is presented to you by the amazing people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster. Just an amazing place to grab some barbecue here in the state of Colorado. But what I want to do right now, we got so many, so much great audio that I want to get to a lot of listener interaction that I want to get to. Let's just do it. Let's just jump into some headlines.
1: Let's go! Let's go! And
0: now, here are the
1: headlines.
0: (laughs) This makes me think of when I worked at a radio station or any other place I've worked, and you bring your food to work, and then you find out somebody stole either all of it or at least part of it. That's happened to me. It has, and it's just so ridiculous. Now, that being said, when I worked at a radio station, the idea was if there was no name on it, you had to assume that maybe a client brought that in for people to to consume. Depending on what it is, now sometimes if it's like in a if it's in like a Safeway bag and it's obviously made from home, you should be smart enough. <laughs> Have you met some radio people? Not so much. Not so much on the the smart thing. But you should have an idea of like, dude, somebody made this from home. So there was a few times I brought stuff in. Maybe it was in like a McDonald's bag or whatever, and I put it in the fridge. Next thing I know, I come back 30 minutes later, and it's gone. And it's just because (laughs) radio people are, are cheap as fuck. Part of the reason is radio people, for the most part, make jack shit when it comes to money. That's just the truth. Now, there are some people, the higher-end talents make a, a crap ton of money, but the majority of the staff, not so much, especially the behind-the-scenes people make, make squat. Now, why do I bring this up? Why do I bring up somebody stealing your food? Because a school bully kept stealing a woman's daughter's lunch, and the mom Decided to talk to the teacher. Nothing was done. So the mom's are like, screw that. I'm talking to the vice principal and the principal. Nothing was done. <laughs> what? Are you kidding me? Somebody's stealing her daughter's food and the daughter's unable to eat lunch. That's kind of a problem. So the mom's like, since the school's not going to do anything about it, honey. Let's lace your food with laxatives. <laughs> I, I know. I like the way this mom thinks. <laughs> Let's give the thief horrible diarrhea. <laughs> if you've ever had a colonoscopy and you had to get blown out, woo! This lady is vicious and I love it. So, she laced the food with laxatives and her daughter her role in this was okay. After lunch, if somebody stole your food, take note of who's running to the bathroom after lunch because it was somebody in her class that was taking it. So she did that. She noticed day one, somebody stole the food, and then one kid went to the bathroom like once they got back from lunch because it takes a little bit for that to kick in. Then they took note. Did it happen again and again? And then after like the third time, it was the same kid going. So they figured out who it is. But now the mom's in a situation where she's like, do I tell people the truth? Do I let the school know, hey, this is what happened. It's this kid. And I know that because I put laxatives in there. Well, she's wondering, did I cross a line? And... I gotta be honest, she did, but I'm okay with it. Because somebody's stealing her daughter's food. Now her, her daughter's going hungry. And you often wonder, I mean, the seriousness of the situation is why is that kid stealing food? Is is he at a point where his parents are unable to provide him with a lunch to go to school? And maybe he doesn't have, they don't have money either to pay for the food. Something like that. Has to be going on unless it's like a little fat fuck that likes to steal everybody's lunches. He's like Chris Farley and who was it, like Norm McDonald or whatever, and Billy Madison, where they go through the school, uh, the school bus lunches, <laughs> and they're all outside and they're like nom, 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 eating all the kids' food. That's kind of what popped in my head. But there, there's something going on, a, a reason why that kid's stealing food. He's either uh, gluttonous and he just can't get enough food or he needs the food because his parents are unable for one, one reason or another able to provide him with the the food. Either way, he's stealing. And since the school wasn't doing anything, she's just like, well, how the hell am I supposed to figure it out? She could have put like a bunch of like... I. As I'm saying this out loud, she probably should have just put in the middle of her food or in a drink or whatever. So, like um, food coloring, something that's going to stain the kid's teeth or something. Then the kid isn't like almost shitting himself or shitting himself. They didn't say. But I mean, that would be a little bit better than putting laxatives in there. <laughs> oh, man. What do you think about that? Because I have a bunch of people on Twitter that have some interesting perspectives. Let's see. This comes in from Nacho Rogers. Love it. Put those bitch-ass kids in their place since the school allows this shit to go on. R. Law wrote in, it's all for shits and giggles. (laughs) Brian wrote, I'm more than okay with it. Gosh, I totally agree, man. Jr. Slick, but perfect vengeance for a bully is that he didn't make it that far. Oh. <laughs> Where'd Carl go? He had to go home early. He had a little bit of an accident. Oh, he shit his pants. <laughs> oh yeah. Ooh. Michael wrote had every right to do that. James wrote karma. Jr. Also wrote in with a gif of Harry from Dumb and Dumber on the toilet saying, this is the bully at recess, <laughs> like where he's just exploding, exploding. But Andrew comes in with the only one from the different perspective saying, then got arrested for uh, poisoning food. I mean, it's an interesting conversation to have. The kids shouldn't have been stealing food. And I guess if you wanted to defend yourself and and claim uh, you know, that you're naive to the whole thing, Levery situation, be like, oh, my daughter has uh you know trouble going to the bathroom. She's been constipated, so I put some laxatives in there. Well, then the problem goes to, I believe you're it's against policy for most school districts for you to administer food or give your kid food, um, excuse me, medication to take at school unless it goes through the school. So they can help administer that. So then, you don't have a bunch of kids medicating themselves, and then potentially, you know, overdosing or or something like that. I get your your point, Andrew. Because if if I found out that my kid ate somebody else's food and got poisoned by it, quote unquote poisoned, uh, I'd be upset. But then I'd ultimately I'd be more upset. With the school and my child for stealing. Because once you start doing some research on this and you realize, well, the mom told the school about it, they did nothing. She went to multiple levels of power and nobody did anything. So she did what, you know, an easy solution. Let's give somebody the shits. <laughs> my wife brought up, she'd be like, well, I hope the daughter didn't like. Like she laces it with um, laxatives and forgets to tell her daughter. <laughs> and I'm like, Mom, my stomach's really messed up. Woo! That ham sandwich turned. <laughs> I don't know. What you tell me? Your thoughts? Did the mom cross a line? Or do you see that this is to be this is justified in what she did? Because I'd be pissed if somebody was stealing my kids' lunch, and I would. And I would be very upset if the school did nothing about it. So, honestly, the mom's at her wits' end. She wants to make sure her daughter's able to consume food for lunch. I mean, it's ridiculous. There's, there, it's a big, giant mess. But ultimately, ultimately, I side with the mom on that one. Because that's just jacked up. Jacked up. But I can honestly see the other side of the debate. I mean, you don't put something in there that's going to make somebody sick. But damn, dude, don't be going stealing people's food. That's the thing. I should have done that at the radio station, though. Like you bring in some food and then you put you you have your food and then you put like a dummy, like a dummy sandwich in there. And it's just soaked in like uh, laxative. (laughs) This sandwich tastes awful. And then they eat the whole thing. Next thing you know, they're like. (laughs) Oh, that'd be gross. The rumor was that Alfred Williams, who I used to work with, former Denver Bronco, was one of those individuals that would steal food. I don't know if that's true. He was a little bit bigger at the time. So that's kind of fucked up if they're like, well, he's bigger. (laughs) He's got a tummy. So he's probably the one that did it. Oh yeah, it's probably that people that look like they they have like a tapeworm. You know, that they can eat like a pound of like food every freaking meal and not gain a gain a damn inch around the waistline. It's probably somebody like that. Look at the skinny motherfuckers. Those are the people that are probably stealing the food. Probably? Probably. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm not a fan of TikTok. I've told you that before. But I did stumble upon a, a channel, a, a, a user that I, I just love. South Park News Station. It's on TikTok. You got to find it. I was going to do this story about Mark Zuckerberg building this million, huge freaking uh, property in Hawaii. And there was a lot of details going on it. Then I found this this channel on TikTok, and I'm like, I'll just use their audio because it's hilarious. And just another reason to applaud the people at, at South Park. But here's South Park News Station doing a news story about Mark Zuckerberg.
1: An investigation has just revealed that Mark Zuckerberg is constructing a top secret $100 million compound in Hawaii with plans to incorporate a huge bunker. According to a load of court filings, public records, and planning documents that Wired recently acquired, Zuck paid an estimated $170 million for a huge chunk of land back in 2014. And when combined with construction costs, it becomes one of the most expensive in the world. But it's not just the price that's confusing. The project was so secret that it is almost a myth to the local of Kauai. Wide reported that security forces were at the entry gate and patrolling the surrounding beaches in all-terrain vehicles and with a six-foot wall blocking the view all you can see are dozens of trucks delivering construction materials and ferrying hundreds of workers to and from the site. As for the workers, no one working on this project is allowed to talk about their work. Literally everyone involved in the project is held by a strict NDA. In fact, According to Wired, several employees have claimed to have seen and heard co-workers being kicked off projects simply for posting on social media. According to planning documents, Zach's fortress will consist of more than a dozen buildings with at least 30 bedrooms and his 30 bathrooms. However, the two central villas are connected by a tunnel, which branches into a huge underground lair. It will have its own energy and food supply, living space, and mechanical room. An escape hatch accessible via ladder. Additionally, Most of the facility's doors will be keypad-operated or soundproof. Bunker doors are metal and filled with concrete, a common style in air raid shelters, and doors such as those in libraries have been described as blind doors, intended to mimic the design of the surrounding walls. The site also has its own water storage tank, and food is grown and produced on the vast grounds, making it completely self-sufficient. It almost feels like he's preparing for something we don't know about.
0: That is so... First of all, Good job, South Park. I assume it's South Park, and it's not some AI-generated uh, thing. But either way, a lot of great information on that. And what the fuck is Zuck doing? <laughs> what the fuck, Zuck? Come on. Not only does it rhyme, it's very meaningful at this time. What the heck, dude? But that being said, I would if I had the money, why not? Just be prepared. I'll build a, a uh, you know, a st- not even a storm shelter. It'd just be like end of the world, doomsday place to live. It'd be kind of cool to have, but kind of creepy. That being said, after a while, let's say you built one in your backyard. It'd be really cool to have, I guess. And you'd go down there, you know, decorate it. Make sure everything was clean and, you know, everything's good, working condition. Eventually, one of you, like either your spouse, your, your boyfriend, girlfriend, somebody is going to start hanging out down there a little bit more and more. <laughs> and then next thing you know, it just becomes this place you can go hide and just get, escape your, your troubles of life. Be like, oh, my God, they're being such an asshole. I'm just going to go down into the, you know, the shelter, watch some TV, (laughs) walk around naked. Nobody's going to bug me there. (laughs) Hey, you just lock it from the inside. I imagine it would have like one of those big old like steering wheel looking door locks so nobody could bug you. (laughs) That would be awesome. Oh, my God, that'd be great. Where'd mom and dad go? They're in there. They need some time. And it's not like you're doing anything inappropriate. You're just like, everybody's just passed out. <laughs> Tired. I just don't want anybody to bug me. <laughs> oh, man. That'd be crazy to have one of those. But man, like if a tornado's coming this way, that would be fantastic to have. Zombie apocalypse? Boom, you're good to go. But geez, like... That listening to that audio and they're describing everything that's going on, it tells you that Mark Zuckerberg and people like him have just so much freaking money. So much money. And honestly, if you had that much money, don't you think it wouldn't be a bad idea to have? Not saying it's going to be for the end of times, but I mean for like storms or just who fucking knows who fucking knows it it's wild wild to think about to, if you had those like my my father-in-law lives on a farm and they have a storm shelter you don't want to go down there unless you have to because there could be snakes down there and and mice and whatever <laughs> cuz I'm like nah eh, I'll pass I'll just I'll just wait it out with the tornado <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that snake looked at me. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Hey, real quick. Sugar Fire in Westminster. It's legit barbecue. It is. 144th and Orchard Parkway. It's right next to Snooze on the south side of 144th. It's an amazing place to go grab some barbecue in the state of Colorado. You got to follow him on social media. Sugar Fire Westie. At Sugar Fire Westie they they're always talking about their their amazing entrees that are on special for the day, just beautifully crafted uh whether it's burgers, barbecue sandwiches, or or whatever. Just like Chef Clint and his crew are just phenomenal. It's a chef-driven barbecue joint. And every meal that you get is like a work of art, not just visually, but when you consider the flavors too you're just like this is beautiful it it is a it's a great place so they got amazing sides amazing entrees and they even have amazing sauces that you can put on there so you got to go check them out it's perfect for a date night it's great for the family they even do catering so maybe you got a big meeting coming up and you want to impress that's where you go check them out sugar fire in westminster again 144th and orchard parkway on the south side of 144th. It's just west of I-25. Go check them out. It's Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. Uh, My wife sent me this. (laughs) Keep that in mind when when you hear the sound from this. But it's a great, great sound. Former NASA astronaut Mike... Massimino, I think that's how you pronounce his name. He was on The Daily Show, and they started talking about some intense training that most of us don't think about when it comes to being an astronaut.
2: The key for pooping in space— was hitting a very small target it's not a big flush toilet okay it's a little opening and you like open this little window to it and you look you look down it's very small so you've got to be properly aligned okay. okay so to practice that yeah this is when the instructors would leave the training for the area you'd lock the door <laughs> yeah. there was a camera inside oh, of this. Come train. On. Just looking at your home? Look, I can't, I don't, nothing for you on aliens, but I've got this, okay? This is the truth. These are the real deep, dark secrets at NASA. They want you to talk about UFOs because they don't want you to know about this stuff, okay? So this is real stuff. Okay. So you have to, with this camera looking up, right, you have a short circuit TV right there, a little TV, and you practice your alignment to make sure that you're right in the center of where that opening yeah. is, and then the instructors, what they told us was, memorize that body position because when you get to space, you want to, you can't like see what's going on. There's not yeah. gonna be a camera down there. <laughs> you have to. So I, I, what I remember was, I'm riding a chopper. That's what it felt like. I'm riding a chopper, <laughs> yeah. and I replicated that in space. And we would get that training. Right to refresh us right before we'd go to the Cape was very important. I was cued into this, Cal, by a very famous astronaut, John Young. You remember John Young went to the moon. He flew in space six times Was the first commander of the shuttle. He walked on the moon. Only 12 people walked on the moon. He was still an active astronaut. He was in his late 60s when I joined NASA. I'm flying in a T-38 with him, just the two of us. And we got to know each other and I asked him, what was, the, what was the moon like, John? You know, if I finally worked up dinner. What, what was it like on the moon? And he says, Mike, I tell you, the best thing about it is you can finally take a shit. <laughs> right? You can finally take a... And I go, what? You know, what's that about? He goes, Mike, go find out in space. You know, your gravity helps us with our digestion, and you're floating around in zero gravity for a couple of days, and you just can't move anything. You get on the moon, that one-sixth gravity is just enough so you can let go. <laughs>
0: That's so awesome. And something I never thought about, especially that at the end. Like you, you're you up in space, you don't have gravity helping your, your bowels digest. And then all of a sudden, you, like he said, you get that one-sixth gravity, and then you pop on the, uh, on the moon, and then it's just enough to mo- get things moving. So bizarre. And the idea of, like, you have to train by looking at your, your, your butthole on a camera screen. That's so gross. But it makes sense. It does. Oh, my God. The things that you learn on this show is just, well, it's just mind-blowing. And you're welcome. <laughs> now, if you can successfully use that at the water cooler, Wherever your water cooler is located, maybe you're on a construction site, maybe you're in an office, whatever. If you can use that information, I'll be happy. Hey guys, you know how they poop in space? <laughs> it's a well. First of all, there's a lot of training. They have to sit on this, you know, simulated toilet with you know a camera pointed up right at your b hole. Anyway. <laughs> Also, at the end, is he saying that he basically crapped himself or you crap yourself once you go on the moon because your body just can't fully digest properly? That's bizarre. So bizarre. Speaking of bizarre, I don't know how this is going to go, but it's very interesting, especially because the family and I, we're about to go to Las Vegas in a little bit, and we're going to miss out on this, but... Wow. If you fly or you plan on flying in the future, take note. Airports nationwide plan to install self-checkout style security lines after testing the new technology in Las Vegas beginning next month, right in time for the Super Bowl. So that's going to be crazy because it either works really well or it doesn't. Now, the program is going to allow pre check passengers to complete the screening process with minimal to no assistance from transportation security officers. This is what the screening at speed program manager, Dr. John Fortune, said. Like uh, self-ordering kiosks at fast food and sit-down restaurants, self-service screening allows passengers in the trusted traveler program to complete the security screening process on their own. I think that's that's interesting, but think about the grocery stores right now and how slow the self-checkout lines can go. Sometimes they go fast. I don't know about you, but when I use self-checkout, I really try to go as fast as I can, and I know sometimes that doesn't work. I hate it like when I have an item and then I have to wait for somebody to come over, the whoever's managing the self-checkouts to come over, because a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them are just slow as shit. <laughs> I'm like, come on, hustle up, buddy. You got a line. <laughs> I get it. You're managing all these, but all you got to do is come over here, type in your little code with your fingers, and then boom. Then you go back to staring into the distance. But... You see how slow those things can go. I, di- I have noticed that some gas stations, when you go in there, they do have the self-checkout, and I've done that before, and it, it's actually easier because I'll see a line of people, like there's like five or six people waiting to work with the cashier, and I'm like, nobody's at the self-checkout. Go to, go to that, and I'm done, in and out, boom. I just And you can even prepay for gas if you wanted to do that there. So there's some benefits to it. I think a lot of people aren't used to doing it, or maybe there's some people that are reluctant to do it. I've heard this a lot. Well, am I going to start getting a paycheck from King Supers because I'm checking out my groceries? No, that's a dumb opinion, okay? That's a, that's a stupid thing to say. This is the way the world is going because once everybody, the customers get trained on it and we're, we're used to it, it's going to be it's going to be a lot easier. This whole thing with the self-checkout security line, it's going to have a lot of bumps along the way. But they've tested it, I want to say in Washington or Washington DC, one of those places and and they got a lot of positive feedback from it. So, it will be interesting to see the speed of it. I want to I want to make sure that not only is it, you know, picking up the, the speed of the process, but you're also not letting things go through. You know what I mean? We don't have a bunch of people smuggling shit in. That That's going to be the problem. And I imagine if they do this, there's going to be a lot more avenues eventually is what what it would be, is you have a lot more avenues to go through security instead of what they have now, depending on which airport you go through. And uh, uh, eventually their goal is to have very few TSO officers there, or TSA, whatever you want to say, out there. And it just, which sucks because that's less jobs, right? Eventually that's what this means, is less jobs. So if you work in the TSA, this is, this is kind of a red flag for you to go. Okay, what's my next step? Because eventually my job is going to be in jeopardy, especially if this takes off. If this takes off, which I imagine it will, th- yeah, start start dusting up your or dusting off your resume, polish it up, and, and start looking elsewhere, because eventually you're gonna you're gonna lose your job. That that's the that's where we're going for, with. And again, that's what this technology has been doing. We've been talking about it, is the self-checkouts. It's going to be eventually to the point where it's a lot more reliable, a lot more cost-effective to manage the kiosks with one or two people, maybe three, instead of however fucking other many people that they, they need to, to work those. So it makes sense from a business perspective. My concern is how accurate is it going to be? Because eventually they want get to get it to where this is all across the board, and you won't, as a customer going through these lines at security you won't even have to unpack your liquids you won't be you don't need to unpack your laptops etc so it's going to make it a lot quicker for you but the beginning stages probably won't be as efficient and as technology advances it'll get better and better and better it'll be better for the traveler worse for the people that work there because it, the the crew whatever it is now is going to be trimmed down significantly But it makes sense for the higher-ups. It's more profits for them. So be looking for that. I know Chris on Twitter, when I posted this story, said, I'll be out there for the Super Bowl. I'll let you know how it goes. Yeah, I mean, that's what a big test. You're going to have a high flow of people going through the Las Vegas airport. And it either works or it doesn't. It's either going to be but but you heard what I said, though, it's not going to be all across the board. It's going to be the um, the pre-check passengers are going to be the ones that get a get to try this out. So if you're pre-check or whatever, that, that uh, let me know how it goes. If you've used these or you're going to use them, then once you do, let me know Dehuff at gmail.com. I think it's fascinating. I think if if it ends up making things more efficient. I'm for it. And I know that sucks for people that will end up losing their jobs. But, hey, man, that's just the way shit goes. Right? I know. I know. It sucks. Jeez. Dicks. (laughs) Hey, I hope you guys have a great day. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you on Christmas Day. Yes, I'm doing a show. Uh, Peek behind the curtain. I'm going to record it right after this one. (laughs) Do you think i do you think this motherfucker is going to work on Christmas? No, sir. No, sir. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're wherever you're listening. Also, if you can, please go ahead and give it a nice review, whether you want to just give it stars, like five stars, or you want to give five stars plus a, a review. I love that, and it helps with the, the algorithm and the distribution of the show. So, I would appreciate that. Thanks so much to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Just a great place to get some barbecue. Again, 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of 144th. It's DeHuff Uncensored. Let's continue to move forward. I'll talk to you next time.